everyone. Welcome to semester four, episode two of our Just Admitted podcast, where former deans and directors of admission give expert insight into the complex college admission landscape. I'm Mike, an Ivy Wise counselor and a former assistant director of admission at Stanford University. And joining me today are my friends and fellow Ivy Wise colleagues, Krista, who is a former assistant director of admission at John Hopkins University, and Tiffany, who is a former assistant director of admission at MIT. As we start getting ready for spring weather, we're going to talk about what high school students can do over spring and summer breaks to stay on track with their college prep. Uh, great to be with you both today. Uh, so uh, I'm just wondering, you know, we were all high school students at one point. So I'm just wondering, you know, think back to your own high school experience during breaks. Um, what, what did uh, either of you do or anything notable you did during your breaks that you can share? Yeah, I'll start. So I did a summer program at the University of California, San Diego, and I actually signed up for a language based class because I liked learning different foreign languages in high school. And I wound up because of low enrollment in that class, switching to a class in cognitive science and neuroscience. I didn't even know that was a field. I just randomly took the class and absolutely fell in love with the subject area because they showed us labs and real brains. And I really was so excited that people did research as a living. I just had no idea that existed. So that summer was really monumental in my growth and just exposing me to that area. And then that changed what I want in a college. And so it allowed me to know that, oh, I want to go to a research college where I can do this, or I want to go to a college that has a cognitive science program. So it completely shaped where I was in the beginning of that summer with my college search to the end, but also just as a you know high schooler growing and maturing, I was away from home across the country. I grew up in the Baltimore area. So being all the way across the country, being with all these strangers, right? Cause you don't know any of the other high school students who are around you being exposed to professors for the first time. It was a huge growth experience. And that was probably one of my most monumental areas of growth during my time in high school is getting that exposure on a college campus away from home, away from my parents for the longest time ever. So I absolutely loved it. But what about you, Tiffany? Well, first two actually experiences come to mind. One is that I had a good old fashioned job. Shout out to all of those high school students working in the fast, um, the fast food line, um, the drive through at McDonald's. That was my job back in the day when you had supersized fries and drinks and things of that nature. So I actually loved it. I learned a lot about people, behavior, working with a bunch of different people, responsibility. Um, so I actually really enjoyed my time in the drive-thru at McDonald's. But in truth, when the flyer came in for the National Student Leadership Conference around pre-law, I jumped at it. It was my first chance to really study pre-law or anything law-related. My high school didn't have forensics or model United Nations or debate. Um, so I spent a lot of time in high school really pursuing any speaking events or contests sponsored through the Future Farmers of America, the FFA. Um, so when I had the opportunity to attend one conference. It was about a week-long conference, but it was my first chance to be around students who really loved law just as much as I did, um, to speak with current law school students, um, to really dive deep into the topic. It was awesome. And uh, the peers that I met were actually and are actually my friends decades later. So um, two things that come to my mind. 
Wow. I'm thinking about my high school experience. I feel like I was a very lazy high school student. I was probably eating a lot of carne asada fries during the summer. And um, the only thing that I did was related to my college process. Um, actually didn't do well in my biology class. So I had to retake it over the summer. That's seriously the only thing that I remember doing um, in high school for my college process. So uh, you both gave great examples of productive activities you did during break in high school. So I'm wondering if you can share with listeners uh, a few more examples of what students can do to support their college process uh, during the breaks. Yeah, I'll jump in here. So one thing you could do is similar to what I did, which is a summer program. So there's a lot of different ones out there, but some examples are the Yale Young Global Scholars, Cosmos, MIT, MITES, um, JHU, so Hopkins Engineering Innovations and Hopkins Center for Talented Youth or CTY. Those are just some examples, but that's a great way to just gain exposure like I did and start seeing if that's an area you want to pursue. Um, but just be aware when you're looking at them that they're not all exactly the same. They'll have different lengths. So some are a week long, some are you know closer to two months. Some will have uh, certain qualifications. So some allow younger students, some allow older students, right? So you have to do all that research going in, knowing what you're qualified for, looking at the different types of classes, credit versus non-credit, right? All those different things. But if you find a program that's really what you're looking for, that could be an awesome experience. But what about you guys? What else would you suggest? I'm going to go back to jobs, internships, volunteering. I love it when uh, students can really take the summer to get involved and be a part of a community that they're not traditionally a part of. So an internship, wouldn't it be great if you have the hands-on experience in a field that interests you? Uh, if you want to be an engineer, but you've never had the chance to build anything besides Legos, right? Um, the opportunity to intern in a space. I often um, from MIT would see a lot of students that would code or or work on their Python skills and things of that nature during the summertime um, to be an addition to um, an office or a business or an organization that can really use your young talents would be great. Even if the job, the internship isn't in your field of desired interest, it could be really helpful. For example, uh, I mentioned the drive through at McDonald's, the ability to learn to be responsible, reliable, uh, learning how a business organization runs and functions. All of, those, all of those things are completely valuable. And even if you're not getting paid, what does it look like to volunteer for a cause that really means something to you? Um, it can be really big. It can be a national organization. It can be really local. You can maybe start volunteering um, locally for your school, for an organization, Boys and Girls Clubs. Uh, even younger students can really get involved by just lending their free time to anyone else. So um, jobs, internships, volunteering, all of those things are great uh, resources or great ways to use your time over the summertime. What about you, Mike? You know, just hearing both of you two, I don't know that's what you're saying it, but I'm actually excited. I wish I could redo high school um, because I, I when I talk to students about planning their summer or their breaks, um, you know, I really have a conversation. This is an exciting time. I know like the goal is to get into a great college, but, you know, the idea of visiting a college campus is very exciting. The opportunity to gain hands on experience through a job or internship is fantastic. Um, I think for me. If I could do high school all over again, I would love, I, I love traveling. So I would do a summer 
summer study abroad program or exchange program. Um, I am interested in uh, Asian culture, uh, more like Japanese culture, some K-pop. And so I would love to learn a new language. So that would be something that I would do if I have a chance, because I'm excited. You know, I love traveling. I want to learn um, another language. And so I would do that in a heartbeat. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts on other activities students can do? Yeah, it's actually funny you're saying that. My parents said, you can go live somewhere else over the summer after you graduate. So I lived in Brazil with my friend who her whole family is in Brazil. So we lived together there for a summer and it was super cool. But yeah, my parents are the same way. They said, after you graduate, you do what you want. But until then, <laughs> we will be a little bit more strict about it. But um, that's a great question. What would I have done if I you know, could do high school over again? I think one thing I would think about would be doing my own project. <laughs> Um, you know, I, when I was reading applications at Hopkins, there were so many awesome things that students were doing, you know, just on their own. So one that immediately comes to mind is, um, we, I read an applicant who created their own biomedical engineering device. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I think it was a prosthetic or something along those lines and they wound up getting a patent for it. So that was super cool. Right. And they spent their whole summer doing it where there was another student that completely built their own computer from scratch. And that was just mind blowing to me. I thought that was so cool. So if I could go back, I'm not sure exactly what project I would do, but just the idea of being able to kind of play around and, and have a goal, like something you want to create that to me is so cool. And I would love to do that if I could, you know, go back and redo things. Um, another thing I, probably would have taken advantage of is studying for standardized tests over the summer. I tried to squeeze it in with schooling, you know, during the regular school year. And uh, if I had focused a little bit more on the summer, maybe I would have been, you know, a little less jam packed during the school year. So maybe that's, you know, for the students listening, something you can think about as well is how can I start to prepare for maybe the early fall tests throughout the summer? Um, is there anything else, Tiffany, that you can think of for good summer things to do? I'm just listening to both of you and thinking, oh my gosh, that's so, you're, you're right. The idea that you can use the summer to pursue a passion or an interest. Mike is mentioning K-pop. Um, Krista, you're mentioning kind of the ability to explore something, whether it was traveling abroad or things of that nature. I just also want to give a shout out to the students that want to use their summers to do something that's just uniquely their own, simply because they like it, not for the pursuit of of a major or something that go on the, goes on their resume, uh, colleges really value that. They'll ask about it. For example, Columbia on their um, supplemental essays, they'll ask about the books you've read or the blogs you're following um, and that you frequently visit. MIT on their application will simply will ask you, what do you simply do for the pleasure of it? And some of my favorite responses were crocheting, hiking, juggling. Um, they read Russian novels just because they wanted to. So the summer is a perfect time to tap into what drives you. We're giving out some ideas, but I would have loved to start a hobby. Um, some hobbies that I'm still trying to find time to pursue. So if you have the time during the summertime, definitely check out some things that just interest you just for the sake of your own interest. Yeah, you make great points, Tiffany. And it made me think about the importance of um, 
planning in advance, um, you know, because depending on what year you're in high school or maybe I have some students who are in eighth grade uh, that, you know, I think planning is part of the process because, you know, one summer you might visit college campuses, do a program at that university that you might apply to. You might have an internship or you might volunteer one summer or you might just um, spend your entire summer reading Russian literature if that's the thing that you're passionate about. So um, my question for you is um, when's a good time for students and families to start planning for the summer? Now, <laughs> right? Um, I think that it's a timely conversation. Uh, as you think about your spring semester, um, it's underway, your classes are going well, hopefully. Um, it's time to think about culminating all the all of your experiences that you've had this year into what you'd like to do this summer. It's important to plan ahead, not only for this summer in front of you, but maybe you might want to think towards the, the next following summers. For example, uh, uh, many competitive programs have their applications due around now, the end of February, beginning of March or so, um, and then they continue throughout the summer. If you want an internship, you're wanting to uh, volunteer for a nonprofit and things of those of things of that nature, it might be really, really helpful to just go ahead and make some of those initial contacts because they um, don't come easily sometimes. And so the idea that you would get started as soon as the idea hits you um, could be really pow powerful for you so that you can have more options. More options, the better. What do you think, Krista? Oh, I completely agree. I mean, I think it's a great time to evaluate how you want to spend your time when you have so much, you know, free time outside of school at your fingertips and starting to kind of think forward facing as well. Right. Um, no, I completely agree with everything, Tiffany, you were just saying. I also think it's pretty important to, um, I mentioned planning out multiple years. So depending on where you are in high school, uh, a summer opportunity, a summer plan or program can help you maybe discover an entire field. Do you think you're pre-med or not? Uh, maybe in your first couple of years, your first summer between ninth and 10th grade, it might be helpful for you to uh, then take a deep dive into a particular skill. Um, you might wanna st study neuroscience take a neuroscience class in the summer between your, your sophomore and junior year. And then now that you have the skill, you have the talent, it might be that you're pursuing a research program um, in between the summer of your junior and your senior year. So planning ahead not only means starting soon to plan this summer, but you might want to think about the skills that you need um, to have the perfect summer that you'd like for yourself um, in future summers. So thinking ahead can definitely be helpful. Um, um, I think also that it could be helpful to uh, not only seek university uh, options, but also local options. Do we have any tips for students about uh, ways that they could start to plan their summer? I think that there's kind of two things that you could use when trying to approach your summer plans. One is just exposure, especially early on in high school, right? Just gaining exposure to, I might be interested in this, or I might be interested in this, right? And just getting confirmation that's what you want to do. And then maybe as you're getting later in high school, for example, the neuroscience 
uh, example that Tiffany just used, right? Maybe you find out earlier on in high school through exposure, oh, I'm really interested in neuroscience and starting to look specifically for those type of positions. So that way, or experiences. So that way, when you go to college, you'll have more experiences under your belt and you'll be able to go into those classes confident, right? You'll start to really know the content that you're learning in those classes because you've had those hands-on experiences. And so just reiterating, you know, exposure is key, but also starting to develop that base about your general interest area, I think is also important, especially as you get older in high school. Yeah, I, I, I actually have met with um, a couple of eighth graders and ninth graders. And so um, the priority with them right now is exploration, finding out what they're interested in. I don't remember my middle school experience, but I know I definitely didn't have an idea what I was good at. And so I think um, part of the planning process, as you all mentioned, is uh, one to find what are your hobbies, whatever interests, do you really have a passion? Um, Are there, do you know what your strengths are? And to um, uh, use this, the summer and spring breaks to explore those things. And then as you gain more clarity around that, you know, um, maybe by 10th grade, 11th, even by senior year, then, um, you know, um, you can start making plans during spring and summer that align with that specific interest that you've discovered or learned about yourself. So um, I think those are definitely um, great points. Uh, so I'm wondering, because um, I, I have this question from students, especially their um, juniors going into senior year, they think about, well, uh, you know, during the breaks, does what I do to break uh, during the breaks, um, does it have to specifically relate to the major that I'm applying for? And I'm wondering if you have any thoughts about that. My first thought, Mike, is yes and no, right? Um, My first thought is that if it can, great, but it doesn't have to. You are not a one, you don't just strike one note. You are not a one trick pony. So my, my answers are always 10... Uh, tends to be STEM focused because I work with a lot of STEM students and they think that it has to exist only in the land of science, technology, engineering, and math. And all of a sudden they want to take a politics course or volunteer for a campaign or create an amazing art project. And all of a sudden I mentioned to them that there's this concept called STEAM with the art being arts and humanities and things of that nature. I think that any experience that you have in the admissions process, it's not the what you were doing, it's the why. So I think that it could actually be really intriguing as you explain why you um, pursued whatever it is that you pursued. Maybe you wanted to develop an area that you've never discovered before. Maybe you wanted to reinforce a skill that you already have. Um, In all of these things that we're talking about, it's really the why behind what you're doing instead of the what. Maybe you're spending the summer babysitting your siblings. Okay, (laughs) Right. Um, Not necessarily the what, maybe the why, because you have an amazing family commitment and an amazing connection to your family. Um, So I think that that's going to be important. But so it's the yes. My answer is both like yes and no. What do you think, Krista? Yeah, that brings up a really great point. I mean, in a lot of college classes, you're going to be talking about an issue from multiple perspectives. So immediately what comes to mind when you were talking about yes and no is I actually did that neuroscience program and I also did an opera program. And because I was 
trying to decide, I was thinking very, you know, binary. I'm either going to go into the performing arts or I'm going to go into sciences. And I wound up actually having an interest that overlapped in some of my classes, we talked about how music affects your chemistry and your brain and the neuroscience, right? It can even shape how your brain is formed after a certain, you know, amount of exposure. So that's how you're going to approach a lot of issues in college. And so having multiple types of experiences, I think is actually very important to your point, Tiffany, right? And so it's about the why you're doing it, not the what, because you shouldn't be boxing yourself in too much either. Right. And so not, you know, making sure that you're not boxing in yourself too much because you're, you know, in high school, you're still growing and still learning about yourself. And so going back to a point I made earlier of getting exposure is key, even if that's not what you wind up doing with your life. Am I an opera singer now? No, but it did affect my experience in my cognitive science program in college. I did relevant extracurriculars. And to this day, it's still something that gives me passion and gives me joy. So that's just an example from you know my own experience. But I completely agree. It's about you know how you're approaching your life as a whole, not just, you know, oh, I want to do the STEM program solely because it might give me better admissions chances to a college, right? It's about how does this add to what you're looking for to get out of your summer experience. Uh, yeah, I think you both make great points just about uh, breaks are fantastic opportunities for self-exploration and testing out the waters in a variety of topics. And I'm also thinking about summer as just a, I mean, definitely you want to uh, be engaged, involved um, during the summers because colleges will ask that on their uh, on their applications. What did you do for the last two summers? And they don't want to see that you are um, just hanging out like I did in high school and not, not doing anything productive. And so, um, you know, I think part of summer two is to also find time to um, enjoy life. Uh, connect with family and friends. Um, if you're able to visit a college campus during, uh, during summer, great. Um, just know that if you visit a uh, college campus over the summer, that um, there may not be students on campus. So that's where that planning process comes into play. Just thinking about when is the best time for me to visit a college campus. If it's in the summer, fantastic. Um, but just know that that's going to be a factor um, when you visit that there might not be students there. Um, yeah. Do you have any other uh, thoughts or advice in general just about, um, you know, the, the, the planning for breaks? Because I think one thing I've been thinking a lot about is that it's really just um, there's it's it's open ended like there isn't like a formula and it's really just thinking about where am I in my personal growth as a high school student and do I know myself and have I explored already because um, me when I was in high school I didn't explore anything at all I all I want to do is hang out with friends to be honest and so I didn't explore actually to be honest when I graduated college <laughs> so uh, I think it's really relevant what you all are saying about um, sex self exploration. Um, during the breaks. I just also want to give a shout out to everyone listening to this podcast and how the impact of COVID has changed our summer plans, right? Um, so I just really want to encourage all of our listeners to be creative, to be inventive, 
right? As we have had to find new ways to connect with each other, you can find new ways to connect with your interests. Uh, COVID and kind of being shut down in a sense does not give us permission to do nothing with our time and with our um, interest. Um, so I just really encourage you, even if a summer program has been canceled or if it's online instead of in person and things of that nature, I really encourage you to pivot and find your moments of opportunity opportunity as opposed to looking at it in the in the sense of what you can't do or what you've missed out on. I would say in the last two years, we've seen some pretty neat opportunities truly develop um, as we found new ways to connect. Um, so I just really encourage students, younger learners that feel discouraged by traditional programs not being available to them to look for new ways um, that they can reinvent themselves or stay engaged. Um, admissions officers, they know and they understand they're not holding you to that same standard of what you've done with your summers over the last two summers as they have for decades before. But I think it's also your summer is also an amazing opportunity for you to stand out in the wake and in the stance of uh, COVID or shutting down or pr uh, programs being canceled. If you're standing out, if you are finding unique and creative ways to really continue to pursue and continue to explore, I think it's something that can really help you stand out. Um, so just a, a note on um, staying encouraged, staying creative, and again, not to, to, to hit the note again, but just to plan ahead, because you may have to pivot once, twice, maybe three times in order to achieve what you'd like to achieve this summer. Yeah, adding on to that, um, I actually just had a conversation with one of my students recently, and they said, oh, a lot of things are not happening because of COVID. And so we had a a complete discussion about, well, maybe utilizing her network to, she is interested in environmental science. So working with one of her friends, who's more of a computer science person to create an app to help their school with sustainability efforts, right? And so don't be afraid to be creative, think outside the box and utilize your network, right? Even though things could get canceled again in, in person, as Tiffany was saying this summer, you know, there, don't be afraid to utilize your network, right? Maybe you have a family friend who has a really cool job. Maybe they would allow you to shadow or have an informational conversation or, you know, somebody who's older, who's in college, maybe pursuing something you might want to do. You could give them a call, right? That's another way to really utilize your time, whether it's over the summer or during even this school year. Um, and so keep that in mind too, right? It doesn't have to be kind of this neat, oh, I'm going to a summer program or, oh, I'm doing this organized thing. You can really utilize the resources at your fingertips, whether it's your network or things like Coursera, edX, et cetera, just to get that exposure, especially as you're early on in high school and learning more about yourself and what you like. Uh, so keep that in mind too. I think when I was in high school, I always thought it had to be something organized, right? It had to be something that was planned in order for it to go on a resume or go on a college application. And that's not truly the case, especially nowadays with how how many resources we have at our fingertips on, on the web and how much we can connect much more now through Zoom and online. So there are lots of opportunities, even if the formal opportunities may not occur through COVID. 
that gives me another idea, actually, Krista, the thought that um, these projects that you're, what you spend your summer pursuing can actually really continue into the fall semester or throughout other moments of your high school experience. Um, I love the informal pieces of summer, especially if it was a job or an internship or a project, a, a nonprofit organization volunteering, you may not be able to do it to the extent that you were pursuing it before. But how cool would it be that you can continue into the fall semester, into the spring, um, and continue to volunteer and connect? Uh, I think that some of the neatest projects that I've seen started at, at a whim during the summertime, but continued. Um, I would also say the relationships that you can make with a supervisor, a mentor, a professor, um, someone um, uh, that you've connected with during the summertime could be pretty neat um, to continue to nurture and to grow that relationship relationship um, as you think about uh, mentors or resources for you through your high school experience. Um, so I know we've spoken a lot about the summer and thinking of that summer period as a really traditional period in uh, Florida. School's out basically the first week of June and school starts in the um, about the middle of August. But outside of that realm, uh, relationships, projects, the summer experience can definitely continue if you're passionate, you're excited, um, or if it's relatively positive. What does it look like to return to it the following summer and continue to build this thing, this narrative, the soft factors that we talk a lot about at Ivy Wise? Um, but I think it can be pretty neat to think about this summer experience as potentially extending like beyond uh, just August or um, September or wherever you are through that summer experience. Overall, I think we've given the um, listeners some pretty good tips. As I thought about it, I'm thinking there isn't a way that uh, you can get your summer experience wrong, <laughs> if you will. Um, I was trying to think of what's the worst way you can spend the summer. I don't know that I have an answer for that, but I'm thinking that we've given uh, our listeners some pretty good piece, pieces of advice as to how to spend their summer, plan for it, why they should start now. Um, what do you guys think? Yeah, Tiffany, we've given a lot of really great ideas, both formal, formally organized and informal ways for the students to take advantage of the summers that are coming up. And they have a lot of really awesome things at their fingertips. It just requires a little bit of planning right now. So that's a perfect way to transition to uh, closing us out for the day. So thank you for tuning in to Just Admit It. Catch up on all of our previous episodes by visiting our podcast page and be sure to bookmark our knowledge base for additional help with navigating the complex and competitive college admissions landscape. Don't forget to follow, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for more college prep resources. And stay tuned for our next episode in which we will discuss how students and families can make the most of virtual and in-person campus visits. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.